The second hardest hitting media this week. <laughs> That's right. We're a Riverdale recap podcast here to talk about chapter 102, Death at a Funeral, written by Ted Sullivan and directed by Tara Defoe. You know, there often is death at funerals. They generally precede them. But it's, I mean, it's still happening. The death is there. In fact, no one dies at the funeral in this episode. I feel kind of cheated. Someone almost dies. Someone almost Actually, dies someone, after the funeral. Some, it's close enough. Like, it's close enough. After the, everyone has gone home, it's not the funeral anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Like, if you're still in your funeral clothes, it's still like funeral day. Jughead is sitting alone and narrating his life to us. And, tell, and, and talking about what he can and cannot do. He cannot hear, but he can read, eat hamburgers, and kiss Tabitha. Oh, is that what he said? Because I really thought he said, and eat hamburgers because of Tabitha. No, and... and I'm like... Because <laughs> she makes them? you can't, like, get your own hamburger? No, and kiss Tabitha. The that three makes most, so much more sense. The three most important things in his life. He can read, he can eat hamburgers, he can kiss Tabitha. <laughs> that makes so much more sense than my note, which is exactly what I heard. I really, really thought he was only eating food because Tabitha's like, here's food. You know, he's down in the dumps. He really has, uh, he's really having a hard time processing this. He doesn't realize that, like, no, you can still pour cereal. You can do it. I mean, he is all of those things, but not quite in that sort of pathetic state. Because what he keeps wondering to himself is, how do I rebuild? Yes, because his life has been shattered. And he emphasizes this by breaking a lot of pencils and throwing them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He's very frustrated. Not to make light of it. He is very frustrated. But I felt like the, the throwing of the pencils on that line was when Zac Efron like, hit the golf course a, a, a little a little childish maybe a it little was a over li the top it was a little over the top emphasis on a line mm, yeah 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 the editing of it the timing <laughs> yes, of it it's the editing really but our other characters are having a very different reaction to their conditions they're doing playful couple ch uh, uh, banter while trying to crush archie's hand in a vice <laughs> yeah yeah you know because so Archie's having his house rebuilt. He's got a whole construction crew there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and don't worry, him and Frank already like reinforced everything for safety. So it's like fine. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know him, and Betty. You think they're arm wrestling? Oh no, no. Let's smash your fingers. Dark Betty is his, her imagination is free to run wild. She's gonna really experiment these yeah, days. Yeah, and Archie's just so pumped. He's like. All my dreams about being a superhero are coming true. This is amazing. Oh my god. And Betty's like, hey, have you talked to Jughead? Like... Is he a superhero is, too? Is he okay? Like, he was like third closest to the explosion. No, no, no. He was fourth, Betty. Don't forget about Bingo. Nobody can forget about Bingo. Alice especially can't forget about Bingo because we're told he's driving her crazy. And I want to see more of that. She seems to be doing some dog sitting. <laughs> and not enjoying it one little bit. Uh, meanwhile, Britta 
goes to Nana Blossom and is like, hey, Mistress Cheryl seems weird. And Nana is sick of secrets. She's not hiding anything from anybody because she says, quote, that's because I transferred Abigail's soul from your body to Cheryl's. Obviously. <laughs> There's no, a simple explanation for this, darling. No intrigue, no explanations. Just like, hey, kid, guess what? We're spooky now. Everything's spooky. You remember how you were like, do we believe in witchcraft now? Yeah. Yes, y we are yeah. witches. We do this. And, and so Britta uh, has the natural follow-up question, okay, but what about Mistress Cheryl's soul? Oh, Ed, n n what do there, you mean? Gone. There is no Cheryl Blossom. Just bubbled up into the ether. She's gone. And then Abigail appears. And Dressed as a parade float. <laughs> and uh, introduces herself to us by uh, questioning if all the ladies in these days dress like harlots. <laughs> And Nana says, yeah, shit sucks. That's why we need you back. The world has fallen on hard times where everyone looks like a slut. <laughs> basically. It's basically what Nana said. Nana, I don't need you to N judge me. Nana, I didn't think you were so uptight. Why are you judging them? You don't want to be judged for your witchiness. Don't go judge them for, like, a miniskirt. You don't mind when Reggie dresses like a slut. Yeah. 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 Let's keep that in mind. Uh, uh, so, so Tabitha's home, talking with Jughead, and for the rest of this episode, you notice that all of Jughead's scenes are basically in second person? He is narrating them, but you do not hear any dialogue from him or the other people with him in the scene. And in fact, when he says, and then I said blah 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 blah, it's matched up with video of him saying the same thing in different words. Yes. So, like, the, the lip flaps don't match up at all. Yeah. It's an interesting choice. It's really effective yeah. at both showing that, like, he's stuck in his head, his isolation, uh, uh, his loss of communication. Everything is just this extra step of, of alienation. Yes. And I really like this choice. I also really appreciate through this that they don't do shit that a lot of things do where they automatically make the character able to lip read, which mm -hmm, is a mm -hmm. very hard skill that is not super accurate and if, it, if so <laughs> many things automatically are like oh yeah you can lip read this person can lip read like jughead's been deaf like two days <laughs> go, like no go check out the bad lip reading youtube channel yeah. and see how easy it is like i like to be able to see faces because i totally rely on lip reading because my hearing sucks but it doesn't mean if i couldn't hear anything i'd actually be able to tell what on earth someone was saying <laughs> Remember, I thought Jughead was eating burgers just because Tabitha gave him some. <laughs> Did not think smooching. I'm always thinking of smooching. Yeah. Yes. Um. So Archie finds out about Jughead losing his hearing mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and probes with other questions of like, oh, well, anything else weird happen? <laughs> no, no reason at all. Just curious. Which Jughead does think is an odd question. <laughs> Uh, so meanwhile, uh, Veronica is filling Reggie in about how Hiram was found uh, dead in the New Jersey pine bush. I can't wait to see... Or pine barrens, yes, excuse the, me. That's a real thing. That's mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, I can't wait to see how this show brings back Mark Consuelos uh, uh, and tries to undo someone being shot in the head four times and then set on fire. <laughs> you know it's going to happen. Give it like two seasons. <laughs> 
I mean, we don't see him dead. Exactly. We just hear graphic details from photographs of him dead. And so Reggie is like, wait, hold up. You lied to me. You said you were going to, like, call it off. And he's (laughs) still dead. She doesn't, like, go like, hey, I tried and I was too late. She's Mm -hmm. just like, no, I didn't want you to judge me. Quote, in what universe am I not supposed to judge you? (laughs) Reggie, Reggie, what happened to you? You became a real human being after you graduated. Yes, yes, you did. (laughs) But this is the problem with the show where, like, you leave out an important part of information because I'm Mm -hmm. like, you know... Reggie would be handling this news a lot better if you, like, told him the truth, because it's actually very sad. Would he, or would he, in this moment, just discard that as some excuse? Okay, in this moment, he might, but it would help later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When he came around to, like, when he cooled down. But with a death, of course, we have to plan a funeral, and they are going to hold it here in the casino, why? <laughs> Veronica can give them a discount on the space. You can't get a church? My favorite Veronica scene in the history of this show is in a church. All the churches have been burned down now. <laughs> that might be true. I think there is a point where this show seriously did stop doing location shoots. Oh, yeah. It's been so, so long since we've had a scene anywhere but an exterior or a set. You're like, this is a random tree-lined street uh reggie's like okay. we tend to call those exteriors yeah Meh. <laughs> so reggie's all like well or should i be saying you know sorry for your loss or congratulations oh burn and she's all like i don't know <laughs> i'm like both i guess oh it's complicated life man life is complicated uh, so meanwhile, uh, Kevin has the one scene he has in the whole freaking episode. Ah, uh, 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 one of two. One of two, okay. <laughs> uh, and he's at Pops with his dad and baby Anthony, and he's like, hey dad, now that I'm hanging out here to take care of the baby, maybe I can take you up on that deputy job, um, like you wanted, and they're all like, yeah, okay, we'll do that, and I'm just over here like, but you're supposed to take care of the baby, who's gonna take care of the baby? Everyone knows that sheriff deputies have plenty of time for solo infant care. I mean, I guess it's a good way for him to get a gun. <laughs> so he can protect the baby. Deputy Keller is going to roll up on TBK with a baby Bjorn. But, but like a special Kevlar one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just like, but you got, you already got a job. It's taking care of the baby. <laughs> that's, what, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to take care of the baby. What do you mean you're going to go be a deputy? What do you mean you're going to arrest ghoulies when they're already out for the rest of the baby's <laughs> they're family? They're trying to kill that baby, specifically. They're supposed to protect the baby and not piss them off more when you're protecting the baby. <laughs> but they have a nice father-son moment, and I guess it's okay. Kevin, take the baby to Broadway. You'd be better off. Audition with the baby. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Yes, this is a baby. (laughs) He's got to work on it a little bit. I would think so. (laughs) Well, holding the baby, obviously. So, uh, meanwhile, Archie's eating some Cool Ranch Doritos. (laughs) Got that good old product placement again. Yeah, they don't want to be associated with Jughead this episode, because this is a sad Jughead. Thanks, Nora's dad. Our friend's dad invented Cool Ranch Doritos, mm-hmm, in case mm-hmm. we've never shared that story. Um, and so, well, he's, you know, 
chowing away. Betty's like, oh my gosh, poor Jughead. And he's like, yeah, but he's got Tabitha. It's fine. <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? Uh, and then Betty gets a call from her FBI friends who are mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. hey, Glenn hasn't been seen and they found his car abandoned. And Archie doesn't say shit. He keeps his mouth closed. <laughs> he eats his Doritos. Well, yeah, he, he opens his mouth for Doritos yeah. exclusively. Uh, Abuelita shows up mm-hmm, in time mm-hmm. for the memorial with her own um, bodyguard. In time to bury her son, you mean? Yes, yes, she does show up for that. I guess. And yeah, she has a Geraldo now. Geraldo is, is a young man uh, who, you know, takes care of things. Yeah. More on that later. So Veronica introduces Reggie to her. And um, she says that Reggie is very handsome. Aww. All the old ladies want Reggie. It's true. He has a type. <laughs> um, and she wants Veronica to do the eulogy. To be clear, Reggie's type is women who have more money than he does. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, so she wants her to do the eulogy, and she's like, ooh, I don't, I don't know, and like, no one make an old lady happy. You gotta. So now Veronica has to do some writing or something, I guess. God, I thought we were done with high school. Uh, the bodyguard also gives, uh, Reggie the guest list. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would hope that they already knew what the guest list was because they invited people, considering <laughs> it's, like, tomorrow, but... And it's being held in their private business. Yeah. Yeah. This... Yeah, it's a little weird. But but meanwhile, uh, Jughead has gone to see uh, an ear doctor. Yes, and he's gotten a consultation on when he can uh, uh, get a cochlear implant, which is, what's the timeline? Six months. Six he months. Wait, six months? I, I I did question here. I was like, wait, could, hearing aid? But, but he in the meantime. He hearing, like one, a little bit. One of them big industrial aid? strength ones. Like, would that, because it, it's a big jump. To a cochlear implant. Yes. Which is a very complicated issue that this show does not seem interested in touching on at oh, all. Oh, no. They don't even, they don't even name they it. They don't say the word they cochlear. They just say implant. Yeah, yeah. They don't want to go there. <laughs> but one thing they do say is Tabitha's like, okay, hey, are you interested in learning ASL? And Jughead does not want to do that. He'll just wait the six months and like write notes to people and shit. It's like, I can wait till I get the implant. I'm like, oh, buddy. Jughead, Jughead buddy. is cutting himself off from a culture and a literature in addition to just plain old accessibility. Yes. And and also, an implant is not going to solve all your problems. It doesn't work for everyone. It's also a completely different means of communication. And there might be times you, it breaks or you just don't want to wear it. <laughs> I mean, Why are you stopping yourself from having communication? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's processing. I get. He processing. Yeah, yeah. like th- this, this. This is a very common thing that happens it, when pe- people are having to face the fact that they're going deaf it or is, are deaf. It is sort of a, a trauma response yes. to like stay away from the scary deafness, even if you've already lost yes ninety seven percent of your hearing. Yes. As this goes on, I think this episode starts to show the best Riverdale can do at a disability story. Yeah. If we're grading it on Riverdale scale, I'm I'm kind of impressed. Yeah. 
Yeah. But when I'm at this scene and just watching it, like, mm, it's it's real easy to say that, like, depiction of this mood is not endorsement in any show but the one that had the seriously we're still by scene and, and had to, like, be that direct about, like, I don't know. I don't know how much credit I should give them to subtlety. <laughs> yeah. Some scenes that happen later... It mm-hmm. improves and it it does it, handle it the best way that yeah. It it becomes of. much more clear that this is just Jughead's personal feelings in the moment, not this is the perspective that Riverdale the program has. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which is a very tricky thing to Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, it's very much Jughead trying to deal with it and not dealing well yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which again, because it's been like what, a week? Right? At most? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're still in your uh like like, I want to run in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. want to have anything to do with this. Yeah. Uh, he he has a little bit of a, a freak out. Yes. Too, over his writing, because he always listened to music when he mm-hmm, wrote. Mm-hmm. And now writing feels alien because he can't do that. And he doesn't know, like, his whole process. Yes. It's all gone. Everything he relied on is gone. Except the burgers and kissing Tabitha. Sometimes Tabitha brings him burgers while she's kissing Sometimes him. Sometimes Tabitha kisses the burger. <laughs> It's the same mouthfeel in the end. Uh, so meanwhile, Betty um, has a weird buzzy moment. Some some buzzy, ooh, that's a weird noise, hurts my head type thing. Betty's getting migraines. Yeah, that's what it turns out to be. Yeah. Uh, which is pointed out by her FBI friend, Marsha. Marsha Lynn, Agent Lynn. Uh, who, who brings her a box and is like, oh, it sounds like you got migraines. And she's like, I've never had migraines before. But she opens this box, and in said box is Glenn's foot. It was always Glenn's sexiest feature. And that brings us to the title. Woo! We made it out of the prologue. (laughs) Yep. So, meanwhile, it's time for the town meeting. With 100% attendance. This is the same amount of people we had when we created the new town charter. Um, and, uh, the floor is open, so Archie's like, hey, can I get an extension on my permit? And they're like, yeah. Uh, and then Veronica's like, hey, my dad's dead. And I'm complicated about that. <laughs> um, you may all rejoice. The big bad Hiram won't be bugging us anymore. Okay. Yeah, yeah, she does call Hiram Riverdale's big bad. And maybe, maybe you don't want to talk about your deceased father with TV tropes language in public. That's weird. Don't do that. Find out yet? Like, how is it not it in, wasn't the paper? in the news? For the news, what or... would the news call him? Local philanthropist, Hiram. I guess it takes a while for news to travel from New Jersey. Rum magnate Hiram Lodge found deceased with four bullet wounds, zip tied <laughs> in the New Jersey pine. Also, uh, Percival Pickens is there, mm-hmm. and he decides to introduce himself to his new community. Yes, and some of the more civic-minded ask, uh, uh, and he does confirm, that he is descended from General Pickens, the founder of Riverdale. Speaking of history, though, uh, Abigail is up in the balcony, and she is asking Nana about family history, when she is the family history. Yes. She ought to know whether or not she was dealing with the Pickenses way back in her day. It was her day! And uh, Nana has to remind her that, yes, they had dealings and it wasn't good. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. then they are interrupted by Tony coming into the meeting late because she was trying to stop gang wars on the street. 
And it turns out at least some of what we learned in the Rivervale Witch episode is true. In fact, quite a bit of it, at least in the flashback times. Yes, because that is the spitting image of her Thomasina. And Britta's like, you mean Miss Topaz? And that was my Parabor's surname. <gasps> her heart is all aflutter. She wants to break her off a piece of that Topaz bar. <clears throat> and so after the meeting, she's like, hey, little Brit. How do I find the this this <laughs> goddess? Wherefore does this Miss Tony spend her days? <laughs> so Brit What is Riverdale High? A school? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so so Abigail learns that lesbians are out in the open and it is very exciting. <laughs> and why, what is this crazy day we live in? I think she even calls it a brave new world. She does. She's like, what a brave new world. Oh, my goodness. Perhaps, Lesbians. Perhaps the most quoted phrase from The Tempest, and that's really saying something. <laughs> she is so pumped to learn that she might have a chance to smooch that lady in public. My favorite thing about this episode is that we see Tony at three of her four jobs. <laughs> Yes. The only thing we don't see her do is official serpent gang business. But that's where she was coming but from <laughs> to the town meeting. That's true. It does get mentioned. Not, not shown, but mentioned. Yeah. Uh, so meanwhile, uh, Jughead has stayed home. He has not attended this meeting. Uh, and he decides to try to write. And he can't write anything. Throws another bit of a tantrum. He's lost, by losing one of his senses, he's lost part of his identity because it's so bound up in his process. So then he decides, you know what's a good idea? I'm gonna go ride my bike. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My, my motorcycle. Not, not like I'm gonna bicycle. He likes to ride his bicycle. He likes to ride his bike. Uh, so meanwhile, uh, Archie corners Veronica mm-hmm. to find out how she is. Uh, and she's like, you know, it wasn't that long ago that we were plotting to kill him. <laughs> and he says, yeah, but we didn't mean it. And she <laughs> says, we kind of meant it. I don't know, man. You know, we, we might not have, but we kind of might have. <laughs> uh, so meanwhile, Archie goes home and finds out from Betty that TBK is here and uh, he's dismembering Glenn. Yeah, piece by piece and keeping him alive to, to cut off more pieces, because that's how he works. And, like, who would want to keep Glenn alive? Who would want to go through as much work as it would take to keep that man alive in this state? And Betty's like, don't worry, I'll just be able to snoop him out by seeing his aura. Like, mm-hmm, it'll mm-hmm. be fine. I'll know it's TBK. We good. <laughs> uh, so, meanwhile, uh, Jughead is getting yelled at by Tabitha because... He had a motorcycle accident. He totally wiped out. His his jeans are all torn up. He is bleeding a bit through his clothes, even. Um, I, I do love the quote here. I couldn't hear what Tabitha was saying, but I knew she was pissed at me. <laughs> yeah, you ain't got to read lips to read nope. that face. Nope. Uh, no. But he also says that, like, in that one moment of cruising, things were all right. Mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. his only moment of things being okay since this all happened. I hope nobody had to honk at him. I mean, maybe that's why he wiped out in the end. But so so back at the FBI office, suddenly there are men here again. Yes, we brought men back. <laughs> it the was, women all needed vacation. It was a ladies only FBI office for 10 minutes of Riverdale. <laughs> and now there are dudes. 
and they are filling everyone in on flyers. Mm-hmm, We're mm-hmm. going to go flyer mm-hmm. about the serial killer. <laughs> that kidnapped one of our own, you know, agents. Nobody liked, here. Nobody liked Glenn. They, they don't really have a, a pep in their step at all to get this guy. No. Uh, so meanwhile, Veronica's at home, mm-hmm. and her doorbell rings, and mm-hmm. she answers it, and it is a production assistant. It's a clipboard boy. It's like, hey, I need you to fill out this form, uh, stating that you are fine with us filming and using your likeness on TV. She signs it without a second thought, and then just a huge parade of cameras pour in with Mommy Dearest. Who's all like, it's okay, honey, Mommy's here. Do they say the phrase Real Housewives in this episode? I don't no, think they do. they do not. They do not say it at all. I kind of wish way back when this whole thing started, they had changed the name to something else. But, yeah. But they did have the cameo from the guy from Bravo, so that might have been confusing too. Yeah. They could have changed his name and just get real silly with it. I guess. I don't know. Um. So meanwhile, over at Archie's, uh, one of the construction guys is like, hey, I found this when cleaning the basement, and it was palladium. And well, He doesn't recognize it, but Archie does. He's like, hey, that's palladium, cool. And from what I've been led to believe by this show, he's holding like $1,000 in his hand minimum. Yes. So Archie's like, hey, uh, as a reward for finding it, I'll, I'll split it with you. And the dude's like, no, it's okay. It's like, okay, well then if you find uh, any more, like you can keep one of them. And the dude's like, okay. I'm like, dude, if it's worth that much, take it. <laughs> that seems weird. Archie is leaving out a very important bit of information in this deal, which is the price per ounce of wholesale palladium. Uh, so then Frank comes in and he's like, hey, Alice made us coffee le- next door. Let's all go have coffee. And so they do. And she pours everyone a hot steaming cup of coffee. And Archie drowns his where everyone else is like sipping it because it's really fucking hot and Frank's like how the hell are you drinking that isn't it too hot and he's like oh oh yeah it's so hot oh my I, I can't drink it that is it's so hot I just burned my mouth there is so much steam coming out of this cup it looks like a volcano is erupting they <laughs> put like so super- much steam in there <laughs> and he's just like gulp 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 <laughs> Oh yeah, it was so hot. My mouth, I burned my mouth, dude. Like, I, I want need, to do we see, have ice? I want to see Archie eat lava. I want to see him eat lava with a knife and a fork. Uh, so meanwhile, uh, Abigail drags Britta to school where she's like, hey, Tony, I want to adopt Britta. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, that's great. Well, there's a lot of paperwork and, and some things we got to do. And she's like, great. Why don't you come over tonight and explain it to me? Yeah, and other, and other yeah, things. And yeah. other things. Uh, and she's like, oh, like, I, I, I'm working at the bar tonight? Great, I'll be there. You know, back in my day, they invented this wonderful cure for hysteria. It's, it's a sort of vibrating machine that's 400 pounds and takes up a whole room. <laughs> uh, so meanwhile, uh, it is dinner at Veronica's with Hermione and... Uh, the film crew, and Kevin. Kevin. Hermione invited Kevin because she knows Kevin's a big fan of the show. And <laughs> Kevin is so excited. Abuelita's little uh, Geraldo is there too. Yes. Because he's family. I, I, he's not in, introduced as a bodyguard, but like a godson or something. Totally a bodyguard. Well, yeah, that, that is his purpose. 
Um, so Hermione is explaining the episode about how this episode is really going to focus on Hiram's funeral mm-hmm, and the family mm-hmm. coming back together and stuff. I'm like, is Hermione a producer on this unnamed Real Housewives show? Because she's doing that job. Like, she's calling shots and setting up, like, plot lines and well, thinking in terms of the edit in a well, way that, like, I don't think reality TV talent, like, on-screen talent does, at least not out loud. My thought is Hermione isn't that, but that she takes a lot of ownership over her show. Mm, And, like, someone totally filled her in on this, like, before she got on the flight or the train. Yeah. And now she's like, well, I'm... I'm going to tell. Not clipboard boy. I'm going to tell. And that is truer to her previous character than the way she's acting when the cameras are rolling on her. Yes. <laughs> like, what? what is her, like, first line? Mommy is here. That is so un-Hermione, and it's yes. great for that. And Veronica's like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> no, no, no. Like, everyone, you need to give us a minute. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. everyone step out of the room. She has everyone to leave, and Kevin is kind of pissy about it. He just, like, throws his cloth napkin down on the table. Like, dude, what do you care? What? He loves Real Housewives, and he has no life. You're just so desperate for the uncut goss? Like, come on. No one includes Kevin in anything, and he had to not go to Broadway. I left my baby behind for this. Seriously, where's your baby? Bus stop. I guess your baby's with Faye? No, where is your baby just being watched by Grandpa? Because what we're going to find out shortly, because this is dinner, Uh is that Tony and Fangs are both at the bar. Uh So I guess Grandpa's the only one watching the baby. The the baby's learning to roll his own cigarettes uh, uh, down in Sketch Alley. Everybody loves the baby. So Veronica's all like, hey, mom, I'm not going to say what you want just for sound bites. This is bullshit. And Hermione goes on a long thing, uh, a lot about how, like, you know, her, her the love of her life died a long time ago. And come on. Yeah, yeah. She she really wants to, like, relitigate the, the relationships between the three of them now that there's only two of them. Talking about how very powerful the connection is between Veronica and her father and how Hermione often felt left out that, that you know, he, she knew that Hiram loved uh, uh, Veronica much more than he loved his own wife, but he was very afraid that Veronica felt the same way had a much stronger connection to daddy than to her. And her her favorite time was when it was just the two of them living before he got released from prison that one time. Hermione's a big fan of season one, is what we learned. <laughs> um, those were the best days for her. Veronica's like, yeah, so it was me. I'm the reason he died. I put a hit out on him. And she's like, yeah, I kind of thought so. Yeah, it was my first guess. I was like 40% sure and 10% of six other people. <laughs> heart-to-heart here and the entire time I'm just waiting for the film crew to pop out and go and cut! That was wonderful! <laughs> Thank you! Can we um, can we do that one more time from this angle? Can we just can we just everybody freeze for like five seconds we need room tone? Let me check the lighting. You're kind of dark over here. Okay, that was only two seconds. We need to stop for room tone. <laughs> can I come back in? I God damn it! <laughs> over at Archie's, uh, he goes upstairs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then falls through the floor. Yes, but not only does he fall through the floor, when he gets up, he puts a hand to his forehead and sees the boy's bleeding. He's still got blood in him. <gasps> and sometimes it comes out of him. Oh, no. 
And then over at Jughead and Tabitha, uh, Tabitha has found someone to talk to Jughead. It is this guy named Daniel, who also became deaf later in life and had a very hard time with it, but now like works to help other people in situations like this. So yeah, he is there yeah. to help Jughead. He's something of an ASL tutor, something of a life coach, all, all rolled into one. Yes. Uh, and so Tabitha really wants Jughead to, to give it a try. And he gives the world's smallest nod yes to this plan. Almost imperceptible. If he wasn't narrating this nod, I don't think I would have caught it. <laughs> Betty is sleeping at the FBI office and getting her face stroked. By Glenn. Well, Glenn's hand being puppeted, held dismembered at the wrist by TBK. Who used Glenn's work pass to get into the building? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you What do you think about the dynamic of uh, a serial killer chopping someone's hand off and using it as if it's its own person? It makes me think of that sketch on SNL with Kristen Wiig. Where... <laughs> She's got the weird tiny hands. I'm Cheryl, and, it, and it's a whole like Lawrence Welk thing because that's what people and were really I'm into. People really love the Lawrence Welk show in 2009 or whatever. It makes me think of that, though. (laughs) Or, like, all the TikTok videos of people who put those little hands on their cats. (laughs) And they're like, yes, yes. Or Yoshikage Kira, the the final antagonist of part four of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Diamond is Unbreakable. Yeah, not that one. And if you want to learn more about his whole deal, because he's fucking cool in a evil motherfucker way you should listen to to bizarre podcast dogs must die it's really good it's it's a really good show we we have a great time yeah yes or or uh adam's family and all i shake my hand ah my hand those are all the hand gags i know they're all i'm done i'm out of them i've mentioned every hand gag but he has so much material he could work with Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what a beautiful duang um, and so obviously she wakes up and she's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I'm noticing through this whole scene, where's your aura, dude? Why ain't you glowing red? Betty ain't seeing the aura. Did they spend their whole special effects budget on that extra bonus steam? I mean, like, she didn't see it on the other guy immediately, like, all the time. Until he became a threat. And if somebody's touching me with my former lover's dismembered hand... TBK didn't touch her. Glenn touched her. <laughs> Maybe it's like yeah. triggered by. Uh, I mean, uh. that guy didn't touch her either. But still, like, yeah. maybe there's like a trigger here and like the Glenn aura. Glenn is so uninteresting. He sucks auras out of the room. Yeah. Though he did have his own aura. So that that's not it either. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like. They do have a hypothesis like three scenes from now. So, um. He he ends up, you know, leaving after mm-hmm. being all like, you you and Archie are getting close. Maybe I'll go after him next. Yeah. Uh, so over at the White Worm, mm-hmm. uh, Abigail's there with Tony and she had a sip of beer and she's like, mm, it's a tad tart. Can I have more butter in it? <laughs> and Tony's like, I don't have no butter. And since when do you drink beer? And so she sets that aside. Is like, you're right. I sh- I shall not again. Uh, what is this about butter and beer? 
What historical significant thing here do I not know? I, I do not. I don't know. I don't know. I, it's I'm it's how everybody got their vitamin A, I guess. Butter in beer. You're just going to get like Universal Orlando like concessions. Butter in beer history. No, I don't want butter beer Harry Potter. I'm telling you, butter that's all you're going to Butter in find. beer in history, not Harry Potter. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Fuck you, Harry Potter! But I hate you! I don't care about butter beer! You can't even find out something about history because fucking Harry Potter! <laughs> what? So, so, so Abigail is trying to, like, flirt and put the moves on dear Antoinette. <laughs> And she's like, what do you know about Thomasina? Oh, she was an old school marm. And and she does not take that well. No, no. Cheryl is incensed at the idea that, that her lover was a, a frigid school marm. Quote, she drank deeply from the juices of the world until she was murdered by a warlock pirate. And then Fangs <laughs> And then Fangs appears and smooches Tony. And Abigail's like, what? <laughs> Because he is also the spitting image of his ancestor, wouldn't you know it? Fern Fogarty, I think his name was Fern. Yes, yes, who so cruelly murdered uh, Thomasina. Thomasina Topaz. It's so not fair that Rivervale counts again a little bit. I'm so confused about what counts and what doesn't. And, and so they're like, oh yeah, we told Kevin, but we forgot to tell you. We're together. Okay, were, were there, like, ladies' night salons in a weird off-generation where none of these women can be playing their regular characters' ancestors because the generations don't line up? Is that still real? They're, they're like, yeah, you know, after we had, like, a baby and everything. A baby! <laughs> <laughs> and with that, Abigail leaves. She can hear no more. She cannot handle this. She tries her best to play it off like, oh, yes, I was fully previously aware of the baby that you have, and I have met. Good day, goodbye. And Fix is like, what the fuck? And Cheryl's like, er, and Tony's like, that ain't Cheryl. What the fuck? It took this long for someone to tell that's not Cheryl, because Cheryl still just talks like that anyway. <laughs> Britta knew. Britta knew. Britta knew. Well, Britta was there when it got real spook of. Yeah, but she, like, knew. She's like, well, this is... She's being weirder than normal. So back at Archie's most of a house. Archie's like, man, I can't believe TVK came here. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then Betty's like, I couldn't see his aura. Mm-hmm. She's like, and I keep getting these headaches. Like, what? And Archie has the biggest news of all. He managed to hurt himself. A thing he used to do every other day. And it's like, it's like, it's, it's like my superpowers are fading. She's like, what? Like, well, what's your kryptonite? Like, what do you think it could be? And he's like, oh, it's palladium. I got this palladium. This palladium is my kryptonite. He has a weakness to palladium like many gamers of the 1980s. <laughs> Betty's all like, oh man, like we got to figure this out because like TBK is a jealous serial killer. Mm. Unlike those other serial killers. Well, I mean, he does have a very intense personal focus on Betty and the people close to Betty. This is true, but like... He murdered Glenn for doing a sex harassment on Betty. I'm okay with that. Well, yeah, yeah, but it's how he's picking his target. (laughs) 
So it would be very good for Archie to still be invulnerable to all physical harm. Well, Archie gives Betty the palladium to keep it away from him when yes. I'm kind of like, well, maybe you should get rid of the palladium even more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't like keep it around, Betty. Just ship it UPS to, to India or something? Some, like, I don't know. Get rid of all palladium. We need to reopen the mines just to get rid of this shit. Uh, and what they don't see is a shadow. <gasps> in the kitchen. Bum, bum, bum. Meanwhile, Jughead is with Daniel, and Daniel has instructed him to sit at this table for five hours and try to write anything in his head. He's been given a five-hour journaling exercise. Because it will help him to, to get used to the silence in his head. Daniel leaves. Yeah. It's like, so okay, see ya. He's got errands to do. He's got five hours. He's going to Costco. He's doing his laundry. He's got shit to do today. Uh, so Hermione uh, goes up to Veronica and is like, hey, dear daughter of mine, how would you feel about recreating that conversation we had, but like for film? Uh, I love Veronica's first line in this scene. Is this food I can eat or are we filming? <laughs> <laughs> It's just a really fun way to, like, undercut, like, you are being very two-faced right now. <laughs> what kind of reality are we in, Mommy Dearest? And she's like, the conversation, it wouldn't be about you killing your dad, but it would be about you being mean to me and apologizing. <laughs> it sweeps weak, honey. I gotta make you make me cry. So Veronica's like, fine, I guess. Uh, so, so meanwhile... At Thornhill. At Thornhill. Uh, we got Nana, we got Britta, we got Abigail. Mm -hmm. Abigail is not handling the fact that Tony is dating Fangs well at all. No. Because that is her Thomasina. Yes. And she wants to be with her. Mm -hmm. And like, what the fuck? And Nana is pissed and she's like, no, no, I did not bring you back. Just so you can consort with Serpent Trash. Which, oh, holy fuck, that is not the thing you should say to Abigail because she gets all, like, witchy and all the, like, shutters close and there's, like, a mist and she's like, oh, no, you don't talk about my Thomasina. She is not super trash. Imagine, imagine, like, going back in time and, and telling yourself, like, one year, two years, three years and telling yourself, by the way. Uh, uh, Madeline Petch's performance as Cheryl Blossom is actually quite subtle and restrained compared to what it could be. <laughs> I would throw my time traveling ass out the window for lying. Yeah. But it is the truth. It's the truth. And so then Abigail locks Nana Rose in a room of hay. Why do they have a room of hay? <laughs> and this isn't like a shed with no, hay. This is, is a room in their house. With hay on the floor. It's like, she's like, you know what? I'm going to lock you in the dungeon. But first, Britta, Britannia, we need some hay in here. Go get some hay. S spread the straw and the oats. Also, some rat droppings, please. This Na place cannot be pleasant. Nana shall have no sugar cubes. And she has not yet earned an apple. Why the fuck is there hay in there? Imagine. And, like, Nana Rose is thrown in. And honestly, all I can think is that this look on her face is like, why the fuck why is there, is there hay? hay? Why is there hay in here? When did she bring hay in? It's like opening up, like, you, you go to the store, you buy a new copy of, of Clue, the board game. You, you open it up and you see, okay, the hall, the kitchen, the billiard room, the conservatory, the hay room? <laughs> 
Why is there a hay room? <laughs> Colonel Mustard. Who's Colonel Mustard? In the hay room. With severe asthma. <laughs> so. So that took approximately five <laughs> hours. Because now we're back with Jughead, who has not written a word. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but Daniel comes back with a copy of his own graphic novel. Yeah, see, this is the real grift. See, he gets, sure, he, he takes like a small fee for the life coach thing, but then he's got to sell you his book. <laughs> and he's like, hey, read this book I wrote that is about my, my own experience navigating deafness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so Jughead does. Uh, meanwhile, Anatole... Uh, comes to visit Veronica. And she's like, hey, I already paid you. And he said, yes, you did. So did somebody else, as he takes out his gun and his silencer. And uh, just when he's, like, getting ready to shoot Veronica, he drops down dead with a bullet in his head, thanks to... um, Geraldo! Yeah. Geraldo did it. And, you know, he's up there and he's like, okay, we gotta clean up this body. Like, let's do... Crime cleanup. Let's do crime cleanup. Uh, and he asks Veronica, you know, who she thinks, you know, sent Anatole back against her. And her best guess is Hermosa. Again, confirming that Hermosa is just new Hiram, probably. So like, yeah, she was pretty pissed at me. Oh, for ordering the hit on your father? What? See, Araldo here is actually, unlike you might expect... Really good at keeping up on on current events and so information, good. and not spreading sensitive information because, <laughs> unlike anybody watching Geraldo Rivera draw troop movements in the dirt on live TV, uh, Abuelita doesn't know shit about fuck, <laughs> and he likes to keep it that way. And she's like, "So, are you like just a really good actor?" And he's like, "Yeah." But also, I see things in shades of gray. It, 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 it's what really helps me... You're colorblind? Uh, uh, keep things on a need-to-know basis. And Grandma don't need to know nothing. Uh, so meanwhile, Jughead has uh, finished this graphic novel. And uh, he goes to write on his typewriter. Uh, but then he's like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. And then he starts uh, drawing boxes on paper. He's switching mediums. He, he has written the first few pages of his own graphic novel, which he proudly shows Tabitha when she gets home. And not not to belittle his achievements, his breakthrough, I'm proud of the boy. But if he continues down this path, I hope he gets a collaborator or a lot of practice. It's just a rough draft. Yeah. yeah. It's just a rough what, maybe you uh, a script and and you know give thumbnail layouts to a real comic artist if you want this to be your new professional path. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he's all like, you know, this has uh, pushed me to look at things from a different way mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. to not just you know write, but to to create something visually. And they yeah. have a very nice moment, and Tabitha loves it, and they smooch. What? When he was just writing, whether it be, you know, his fiction, his journalism, but when he was writing, it was all about the sound of the words in his head. And now that he cannot hear language again, it's just like short-circuited that part of the process in his mind. But working in comics, working in a visual medium, he can write from a visual place and build new connections. And this is just unpopped the cork, really helping him get himself out again. Very exciting. Yes. 
that's good. We're, we're, we're getting... I'm happy for the boy. We're getting some some good things in his life. Yes. Which is, which is good, because he's been in a little bit of a slump. He's, he's had a funk. He's going through the stages of grief over his hearing. Yes. Uh, so meanwhile, over at Archie's, uh, Dennis, the construction worker who found the other palladium, gives Archie some more palladium. I gotta say, this guy, kind of a menace. And then he... Wax Archie with a giant wrench. Uh-huh. Like, like a, like a, a cartoon size wrench. A, a pipe fitter's wrench. Yes. Big ass wrench. And while that's happening, uh, Betty gets a call on her cell phone from someone who's like, Hey, I think I saw a TBK and I got your number off a flyer. And he's at the end of Sketch Alley. And so she goes, like, running over there. And this guy's like, I think he's down there. And you know what? He totally is. Because totally that's is. totally, like... TBK, but she gets down there and the guy's like, I'm not TBK, I'm just a dude. <laughs> One of my favorite quotes is, I'm just a guy. I'm not TBK, I'm just a guy. You can put, I'm just a guy in anything, and it's a good line. Uh, and so, I think it's a universal experience. So many people are just a guy. Just a guy. Just, you know, very universal for me. Mm-hmm. Just a guy. You're just a guy. I'm just a guy. You're just a guy. Yeah. 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 So this guy. Ju- this guy was given 50 bucks to wear a mask and give a message to Betty when she when she eventually came. And now that she's come, he tells her to check the trash cans. And so she looks at all the trash cans and she picks one to kick over. And when it kicks over, oh, look, there's Glenn's hand. I always said Glenn was trash. I mean, yeah, he was trash. And you know what? Now he really is. Over at the casino... It is funeral time. You know how casinos, they have funerals? Time for the funeral. And you know what this funeral looks like? It looks like Romeo plus Juliet. There are flowers. There are so many candles, the fire department will be pissed. There is neon. Well, the fire department is just like two guys right now. (laughs) What are they going to do? There's neon. There's a neon fucking cross. (laughs) I fucking love it. So, so all we really see of this service is, of course, Veronica's eulogy. Uh, she is eugugalizing her father as promised. Eugugalizing? Is that the r- real word? I mean, it's kind of what we've been saying about Veronica for the last five seasons. Mm-hmm. All she can really speak to is the, the many terrible evil deeds her father has done uh, th- th- that are not at all balanced by, but have to all still be seen in light of the, the good things he has done. Again, Paying off some of Fred's debts and all of his funeral expenses come up, uh, specifically. The whole while, Veronica is recording this on her phone. <laughs> or not Veronica, Hermione is recording this on her phone. Of course, of course. Because, you know, the camera crew can't be in there, so she's got to get the, the footage for them. One of the specific things she talks about is all of the times uh, he tried to kill a teenage Archie. But she ends by saying, I also apologize for the fact that I will always love my daddy, Kins. And this makes Reggie cry. Because he's super jealous. Hiram never tried to kill him like he tried to kill Archie. Uh, one, of, one of my other favorite bits is, quote, I wish I could sort my feelings more cleanly. And like, fucking yeah, me too. Like, ever? Please, please do that. But again, like, it makes the scene work because it is honest to what the show has actually done, which is fail to commit to anything. <laughs> And ma- weaving that loose end in as part of the story. Let's just say that that's part of it, maybe even the point of it. 
I'm coming around to the end of Hiram as long as it is the end of Hiram. It's not the end of Hiram. Let's be honest. It's not going to be a Joaquin. (laughs) So uh, Archie um, uh, wakes up after his attack from TBK and he is tied up in the attic Mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. his house. TBK... I am the boogeyman. I am Betty's blind spot. Mm-hmm. Which is something that I can't recall if we mentioned specifically. When they're talking about Palladium being like kryptonite for Archie, Betty just guesses, maybe I can see every aggressive aura but TBK's. Maybe he's my blind spot. Yeah. And then he's like, and that is the rock that makes your flesh weak. Yeah. Well- hey, 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 I've been listening to everything you're saying. And making a lot of important decisions based on you two jumping to wild conclusions, just with no supporting evidence. I have absolutely no problem accepting the fact that you have superpowers. The vice is right there. Try pinching him next to the rock, then put the rock on the front porch and try again. That's all I'm asking. Just try it. A little bit of scientific method. Maybe he did that while Archie was unconscious. Let's hope so. And so he's like, so here's what's going to happen. We're going to have a grand old time of chopping you up into little chunks. <laughs> it's going to be great. He loves it. He loves to do it. Uh, but at that moment, Alice walks into the house with Bingo. Because she's, she's sick of taking care of this fucking menace of a dog. She's like, Archie Andrews, this dog ate my favorite pair of kitten heels. Take your dog back. <laughs> And he's like, I can't, I'm cleaning. And she's like, I don't give a fuck, take your dog. Just leave him, it's fine. Fine, here's your dog. You'll be hearing from me for the bill. We'll talk about compensation later. (laughs) So good. She just lets Bingo go. Well, Bingo comes immediately upstairs to Archie. Mm -hmm. And Archie yells, Bingo, kill! (laughs) And Bingo leaps at TBK. Excuse me, creates the upstairs window more like. It goes through the wall and falls to the yard. And then TBK runs back to Archie and like licks him, and there's a very weird sound. Darling, darling, I wish what you said was true, but it's bingo that goes back (laughs) to Archie and licks him. Runs back to like Archie. Oh my god, yes. I wish I'm picturing it. I don't, like, his mouth slit is not very big, but he can make it work. Oh, I want it to be one of those creepy-ass licks, too, where they just, like, lick up the entire side of your face. <laughs> but it's, like, coming through the little tiny slit, and so it's just like... And that's why we don't do video recordings. It's like a little cat going... Bleh. And so then they gotta go... See so, so Bingo runs back and licks Archie's face, and there's this really weird sound effect that happens. Yes. Did you, have you figured out what that was? No, maybe was, it's the did, sound of Bingo's superpower, did, whatever it is. Did, did he accidentally, like, knock the palladium away, and it was, like, Archie getting his oh, powers back, maybe? Oh, could be. Could be something like there that. There was a sound effect that was so, supposed to signify something, and I don't know what it was. I just really love the shot of Archie petting the dog while his hands are bound behind him. It's just like nuzzling him with his face a lot. Yeah. It's really good. So so over at Veronica's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she's saying goodbye to her mom. Um, who is inviting her to Thanksgiving dinner with the Barefoot Contessas. Or Barefoot Contessa, who's a real person. Who's a real person. Well, she says Contessas, Does which she? is confusing to me. But... 
it does make me reconsider her being upset that Archie and all the other boys didn't recognize the name of the Barefoot Contessa, considering that is one of her close personal friends. Now that's something you can get offended at at the big dinner party. Now I understand. Okay. Uh, So Veronica is with Reggie, and Reggie's offering to drive Abuelita to the airport, which is very nice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Veronica says this thing about how, like, you know, thank you for being here. You were the only one of the gang that was here. And I'm just like, did you invite anyone? Because, like, Abuelita's the one that had the guest list, and she doesn't really know your friends. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like an Abuelita problem, really. Like, her bodyguard gave you the guest list. It doesn't seem like they knew this was happening. Also, Archie was tied up in the attic. Betty thought she had a serial killer cornered. And Jughead is going through a really hard time? I mean, Jughead was just failing to do a journaling exercise. He could have showed up. He's depressed. <laughs> but, like, were they invited? Like, she announced it at the city hall thing, but I didn't really take that as, like, an, an invitation. Yeah, she, at no part in that speech did she, did she say, and all are welcome, there will be a luncheon afterward. That, that wasn't part of it. There also, like, weren't enough seats for everyone. <laughs> if everyone came, like, it's kind of weird. I don't, I don't know about that. But uh, as people are saying their, their goodbyes. Well, as they're saying, like, oh, I love you. I love you, too. Bodyguard man comes in, and Reggie's like, damn, dude's super quiet. <laughs> and he's like, hey, I got this hi- this recording that Hiram made in his final moments. You should God, definitely listen to damn it. damn it. Let dead be dead. Let dead be dead. Please. No. Betty and Archie are, are hanging out, and they're like, man, how long was TBK spying on us? And like, where the hell did you even hire Dennis? And then he's like, man, I was lucky Bingo remembers his commands from his old dogfighting days. People don't often talk about the secret benefits of adopting shelter dogs, but you know what? They're there. Good thing that I guess we practiced uh, <laughs> knowing what those commands were, Archie, to be able to say, kill Bingo. <laughs> don't kill Bingo. Bingo, kill. Bingo, kill. Don't kill Bingo. <laughs> And, um... What if Moki knows some weird shit we don't know she knows? Oh, I think about this all the time. Right? I think about this all the time, especially, like, like we don't, we don't speak any other languages. Like, what if, what if she knows commands in Spanish? Yeah, what if she knows commands by, like, hand signals that we don't know to do? Yeah, what if, what if the panda trick I've been trying to teach her, she knows, but she knows it as something completely different. <laughs> She came to his house broken. She could have come to us with all sorts of stuff. I don't know. Same thing. Like, she had to have a name. But what was it? I have so many questions. Someone, like, I remember reading something where someone, like, adopted a dog. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, man, this People dog. People are always doing that. Like, we can't, you can't train him. Like, he doesn't know anything. He's a really problematic dog. Just a dumbass dog. The dog knew everything in Spanish. <laughs> like, everything. <laughs> it knew, like, 20 different tricks. You just had to, like, speak to it in Spanish. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> just didn't know what the hell you were saying. Th- this scene is basically the, the final Archie-Betty scene, and they're all catching up on things, like how she found most of Glenn, including the head. She's like, you know what I need to do? I need to leave Riverdale. <laughs> and he's like, What? 
Like, well, I brought TBK here, and he's just going to keep following me, so I need to leave. Yeah, she she needs to become a moving target and eventually, like, lead TBK away from this this town that suffered enough already. She's like, then I'll circle back around, and Archie's like, we'll come back in one piece. Archie, she just found Glenn in pieces. <laughs> many, many pieces. Many pieces. I don't, I think it might be too soon for that joke. Any other case, any other case you can use that, that turn I of phrase. Think, I think soon <laughs> think it's too soon imagine if this was shuffled around to be the last scene and then they just like smile and turn to the camera in the middle of a laugh <laughs> while glenn's body parts rain down from the ceiling uh so veronica listens to the recording from hiram uh-huh uh-huh Ooh. and it is basically him saying the counterpart to her yugugali yes about you know how he always wanted a son but when he held her he knew that she was all he needed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think the, the real point of it is the line he says about how he never uh, felt anything toward or from her short of love at, at any time. I, I thought the real key takeaway was I was never happier than when we were in our rum wars. Those were good <laughs> times, weren't they? And and it's full of like a, a montage of... You know, the highlights of their time together and uh, um, Hiram at large, as if Mark Consuelos also died, honestly, is how they're treating this scene. And so as a final parting gift, he is leaving Veronica his rum business. The crown jewel of my empire. (laughs) Which means Hermosa's really going to kill her fucking ass. Yeah, I guess so. This is why I... Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Hold up. Okay. Anatole. Has Hiram Lodge in a ditch, has him zip tied, has the gun to his head, and is like, You got any last words? And he says, Yes. <laughs> I have about a hundred seconds worth of last words, a little bit of last will and testament. Can we put, like, in the arms of the angels, can we put that under here, Anatole? And Anatole's like, I got you. I like to think that Hiram was in the trunk recording a TikTok. <laughs> But he only got the audio. It's hard to floss when your hands are bound. <laughs> you just, like, wind up bruising your hips a lot. Well, and the last, like, of image of the montage that they show is when Hiram was, like, being uh, kicked out of town, walking down the road mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the dark. And it's so much like he just died, like, in real life. <laughs> right? Like, goodbye, Mark Consuelos. I hope Kelly Ripa does well. And your son who looks identical to you. <laughs> So, meanwhile, Abigail is uh, brushing her hair uh, when Cheryl, the real Cheryl, we find out, is trapped in the mirror world. Yes. And is banging on the opposite side of the glass until Abigail breaks it. But who's that around the corner? <gasps> Britta. Britta sees everything. Britta knows. Which you would think, again, in a, nor- in a normal show, that would be the cliffhanger. But no, we have one more cliffhanger. We have to go to Jughead who is working on his novel more, and his voiceover is all like, you know, it's not about the things I can't do, but the things I've learned to do differently. And as he's, like, working away on his novel, Tabitha's behind him on the sofa, and he thinks he hears her. And so he turns and he's like, hey, did you say something? And she shakes her head and it's the whole, like, you know, audio not happening thing. Like, to us, not just him, to us. Some people describe deafness as the audio not happening thing. (laughs) I wasn't describing his deafness. I was 
describing the, the our directorial techniques as viewers. Yes. Okay. To communicate I'm not rude. such. So he's like, oh, okay, that's weird. So he, then, he turns back to his pages. Then he's certain that he hears Tabitha at, wondering aloud if she turned the oven off, if she locked the door. And he stands up and he's like, are you, are you wondering if you remembered to lock the door? <laughs> like, and yeah. she says, yes, it's the first time we hear audible dialogue rather than just Jughead's internal narration uh, over mismatched lip flaps. Did she actually say that? She says it. Oh, I thought she just nodded her head. We, we come out of that sort of second person presentation to real dialogue for the first time with Jughead today. But Jughead has superpowers and he can read minds. He can read minds. He can read minds. I knew he was going to have some shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I knew it. I knew it was going to happen. Did I even? I don't even know what I said. I thought he was going to have, but he was going to have something. So, darling, what did you think of chapter 102, Death at a Funeral? Does actually does it count? Does my prediction count? Because I did say like his other senses would be heightened. So is this like his intuition? His sixth sense. Yes. Mm. He he grew another sense. So like my prediction was pretty right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I think it counts. Meanwhile, uh, as far as the aura power goes, you know Betty's marvelous ability is frozen, and this is dangerous for her. Yes. And she goes out to travel the world. Yes. Uh. So what did I think about this one? Yes. Um, I want to be like, yay, Hiram's gone, but I know he's not, and he's going to come back. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's going to come back this year. No. I think he's... They're going to give us, like, a year. Yeah, yeah. But he'll be back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What they're going to do, because they're motherfuckers, is they're going to take that clip where, you know, I'm like, oh, I know that's from when they, like, drove him out of town and he's walking down the lonely highway. They're going to take that, though, and they're going to be like, oh, no, 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 that was actually him walking away from um, Anatole, who mm-hmm. was all like, yes, thank you for the money. I will not kill you now. Yeah, I'll just find a different, like, 50-year-old Hispanic man to shoot in the head four and, times. And I'll be sure to give your daughter this, uh, make sure she finds this recording. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was fun. It was fun. No, I mean... Uh, Jughead I th- got superpowers. Yeah, I think the strongest uh, plot this week is the Jughead plot. Yeah. It is a dramatic arc that, that uh, he carries well... While also heightening it to the the like high contrast, high saturate like oversaturated melodrama that is River Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think Cole Sprouse's performance has like one foot in both worlds pretty pretty effectively. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the big surprise that yes, it is also a superpower story at the same time. Yes. V- very welcome, very welcome. <laughs> Just, it just took him a little while. He had to, like, accept things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To, to be able to tap into his new ability. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that they slightly explore him, like, accepting it more and maybe yeah. some, like, dabble in a little ASL yes. and other things. Um, because he's obviously, like, there. there's a little turning point that happened there. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. let's explore more. Hopefully his appreciation for Daniel's uh, uh, work and advice shows him that all of these venues of, of communication are there, you know, as aids for him and not as a way to, like, shunt him as other, which I think is part of what he was afraid of in as far as ASL goes. Mm-hmm. And there are some really funny lines in this one. This one yes, was funny. Yes, yes. I'm nervous about Abigail because Abigail is kind of a lot. Abigail's so funny. Abigail's much. kind of extra, like a lot, a lot. I, I'm i just hoping, like, Britta gets to do some cool ass shit. Yeah. To, like, yeah. bring her down. And hey, football season's coming back around. 
Yeah, yeah. Why is there a hay room? <laughs> Next Why? week, the mysteries of the hay room will be revealed. What the fuck? That is not one of my predictions. Do you have real predictions? Um, do you have one? I have three. Oh. I write them in advance every single week. Yeah, I don't. Going off what you were saying just a second ago about these abilities coming from like an emotional place, you have to get you have to get your head right in order to to activate them and in order for them to work for you, right? Mm-hmm. I think Archie's real weakness is Hiram Lodge. Mm-hmm. The Palladium is just like an unconscious trigger that like makes that that connection to Hiram Lodge bubble up in his mind, which is why he loses his invulnerability. That's a stretch. It makes more sense than shiny rock make man bleed. <laughs> I prefer the idea of shiny rock makes man bleed. I will say, I did think my prediction was like right there of where at first I was like, oh dang, was there palladium under the house? And is that what gave them powers when it exploded? Because remember I said like some artifact under the house. Da, da, da. In the Rivervale finale, when they're saying the absolute bullshit math of of like bubble universe creation isn't one of the elements in the explosion the palladium where there's like love and hate creation destruction palladium and there's palladium there i feel like that's part of it maybe maybe i don't remember alice is gonna have another breakdown because well, betty's yeah. going off it's all she does these days it's all she's gonna do and you know what Archie's going to bring over Bingo to mm. comfort her. Oh, my goodness. And her and Bingo are going to become best buddies and inseparable. Oh, that would be wonderful. Because Bingo will be there for her. Also, where are the twins? Bingo ate the twins. That's why she's so upset. Bingo ate the twins. They were her favorite kitten heels. <laughs> it was her little pet name for the twins. Kitten and heel. Yeah, They're both kitten heels. One's left, one's right. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. Jughead is going to try to support himself as a comics creator through a series of Indiegogo campaigns that never deliver on their promises, even after years of missed deadlines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, do you think he is going to um, uh, make a novel about uh, Pure Heart? Yeah, Pure Heart the Powerful. Yeah. And Super Teen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would love to see him make those comics just because it would mean... Uh, uh, making Reggie evil. And I think adult Reggie dealing with, like, his teen self getting caricatured as a comic book villain would be very fun. Okay, so what if they decide, like, the way that they're going to bring back, like, a Josie and the Pussycats, like, cameo? While they're ghost-busting across New Orleans. Yes. Yes. I need that show. Please go make it. I want to watch it. Is like, okay, there's going to be a little cameo or or not even a cameo. It's going to mention like, oh, yeah, like I was posting some of my art on my Instagram and like Josie saw it and they want me to like uh, do a special comic book for their merch booth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> They're going to. Okay. Last we saw Josie on the show, she was selling out like a Madison Square Garden and shit. Yeah. And they want. A total amateur who's never drawn a comic before to make a zine for their merch table? Yeah. Yeah, they do. That's friendship right there. Yeah, it is. Well, he might be good. It was just a rough draft. (laughs) He hasn't inked it yet. Okay. It's fine. He'll get there. Britta is going to study under Nana. 
to to learn the secrets to to like uh, uh, restore Cheryl from the mirrors. Oh, Bridget's gonna become the most powerful. Ooh. But in exchange, Nana will transfer her soul into Britta's even younger body. Oh, that is the price she must pay. Oh, I okay. I'm gonna go with this that like Britta will be the one to get Cheryl out and will become this like crazy intense powerful being and the only thing that will bring her back is like from being evil is like the love of like Cheryl or football and football the love of football and the epic highs and lows of high school football your high school football team loves you so much Britta please come back we need you and she'll be like okay <laughs> We only have eight players. We need you to play three positions at once on both sides of the ball, Britta, please. Okay. 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 Uh, so let's talk about what we know is coming next week in Chapter 103, The Town. And and now, again, we have an episode named after a movie. Thank you very much. The Town is, of course, the, the uh, Ben Affleck 2010 film written, directed, and starring Mr. Affleck. Mr. Fleck. Mm-hmm. Ben A. Fleck. It's it's not a good name to mix with, like, Mr. Mr. Affleck. Doesn't sound good. Doesn't roll well. <laughs> Mr. Affleck. He is a duck, actually. Not a Affleck. lot of people know that. Uh, in the trailer, we see that Britta does not believe this is the real life. This may just be fantasy. Oh, no. I, I don't think it's that she doesn't think this is the real life. I think she is trying to write to Cheryl in the mirror. And let Cheryl know that, that she's she, not. whatever world she is in, in the mirror world, is not the real world that she is in because she has seen Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Alice behind the looking glass and all that shit. She yeah, knows. yeah. And that Disney Channel live action show where everybody was roller skating all the time. I fucking love that show. <laughs> it is available on Disney Plus and I want to watch it all. But you know, I loved it. Loved it. Everybody starts meeting Percival Pickens and they think he's a fucking weirdo. And they're right because he wants to force all the unhoused people on a bus and ship them somewhere else. We know that much? It's in the trailer. I missed that part. All I knew that was like he is an asshole and that he wants the soul of Riverdale. And Jughead's like, oh, we're going to have a battle for the soul of Riverdale. And mm-hmm. he like stares down him. And also Penelope is back threatening her daughter, well, her daughter's body, her her long ago ancestor actually. It's a weird family. What are you uh, going to do? Uh-uh. I think that is in the mirror universe and that's oh. actually Cheryl because that doesn't look like full regular Penelope. Cheryl that is looks con- like some crazy like Red Queen Penelope. I do like the idea that one of our plots next week is going to be Cheryl living in the mirror zone. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what that is. Okay. That is totally what I got from that trailer. We're going to have some behind the looking glass shit. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be Britta trying to communicate to Cheryl that that is not real. Cheryl has always wanted to be a Red Queen. Yeah. While speaking a lot of Jabberwocky. I, I I think I got the right. If they don't do my idea next week, that's some bullshit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We say that every week. Well, because I should be a writer. I'm much better at this than that. <laughs> Why don't you write something then, dear? Okay, I don't want to be the writer. I just want to give them the ideas and be like, here, do this. You want to be a pitch man. I want to be a pitch man. I don't want to actually do the writing. <laughs> no one wants that. No one needs that. 
Well, if they did have you do the writing, there would be a scene where TBK licks Archie's face. <laughs> like a little bleep kitten. <laughs> bleep. Yeah. Or, see, I imagine it like a little bloop kitten, but I imagine it also like Animaniacs. Like Animaniacs with their, like, big tongue anytime they lick shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I imagine it actually like. Kind of Roger Rabbity. Goodness. Yeah. Uh, that's all we have for this week. Uh, uh, is it? I think it is. Okay. And <laughs> so, so thank you all for joining us again. We will be back next week talking about chapter 103. Dang, these are some big numbers. The town. And what we would really appreciate in the meantime is people giving us some some ding-dang ratings and reviews. We're back. We're bigger and better than ever. At least the, the numbers. The numbers keep getting bigger. They keep getting bigger. Has to be better. Uh, you can That's also... the American way. You can also tell a friend. Mm-hmm, Word mm-hmm. of mouth goes a long way. And... Why not talk about your hobbies with your friends? That's the un-American way. So we're covered uh, on both you, on both sides there. I can't talk about this hobby with my friends, so you should at least talk about this hobby <laughs> with your friends. You, you can also follow us on Twitter at sex underscore Archie, where we have the occasional conversation and share thoughts and news and, and silly goofums. It's the silly goofums. It's silly goofum times. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So with that, I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And from us here at Sex Archie... Kill Bingo. Nope. Nope. Bingo kill. Bingo kill.